such a great song. It's got to be the theme of uh, this Minnesota Wild season, right? It's got to be. Nothing's going to stop us now. Nothing is going to stop us now. It's the Wild Starship. You should have picked Queen. Queen? Yeah. Well, can't stop me now. Can't stop we'll me now. That next week. Next week. That's that's the uh, that's the song of the week, I guess. Well, that could be an outro, maybe. Perhaps. Maybe uh, get on that. But great theme because there there are some things that can stop the wild. We saw that this uh, the past two games. Uh, welcome to episode six of the Minnesota Wildfire Podcast. You're here with Maverick and Goose, the tandem that uh, you know. Great balls of fire right here. Staying on balls of fire. <laughs> Is that a nickname? Well, it's just, well yeah, staying with the, top. the wildfire. Okay. Yeah, wildfire, yeah. Top Gun. You know, burns when you pee. That kind of stuff. Um. Well, mumps. Yeah, mumps, I guess we yeah. talked about that last time. Yeah, mumps does not sound good. If you have the mumps, like it sounds like a, a disease you do not want to contract. I agree. Yeah. There's not a lot of diseases I really want to contract. But, but I mean, if you if you have something like you, you don't want to say you have the mumps. That's true. Major turnoff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, back to Starship. Uh, nothing's going to stop us now. That's what it felt like after the, the Wild dismantled the Sharks um, in, in a valiant effort, uh, beating the Sharks 3-1. to one. Um, But then, going up against a division rival in the Blues, something did stop us, and uh, it, it was bad. Uh, the, the Wild had no jump. No pizzazz, as Bruce put it in his post-game comments. Uh, and I could just picture him uh, with a, a lamp stamp, tramp stamp on his back, jumping around his panties <laughs> saying pizzazz. It was a, a great visual, um, but uh, definitely something stopped the Wild. So uh, before we jump into like some game recaps, let's look back at our big bets for the, these last two games. Uh, typically, Goose, you, uh, you, you, know, you you hang me, you just uh, leave me out to dry and, and leave me in the dust with uh, the things you predict, but uh, our predictions were a little bit closer this week, and, and we both uh, had a decent showing, um, but also didn't get it both 100% correct, so I wouldn't say I beat you, but I wouldn't say you beat me either. I wouldn't say either of us won. I think that was a draw yeah, of terrible. Exactly. Ones. So now I am, you know, 0, 0, 5 and one and uh, you are going to come five, as one, a tie. One. Yeah. Well, I didn't win or lose, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So uh, last week, uh, you told the world that the Sharks were going to beat the Wild 5-3 to three and that Burns would have two goals. Um, I said something similar, that the Sharks would win 4-3 to three and that Burns would have one goal. Uh, we were both wrong there. Obviously, the, the Wild came out and played in dominant fashion, which we'll talk about here in a second. But then... Uh, we, we both uh, predicted that we would win big against the Blues. You said that Parisi would have two goals in a 4-1 victory. And I talked about how uh, the Wild would just find their offense and uh, score six goals against the Blues. Um, I think I lost more than, than you, but both still pretty bad. Um, the Wild had one goal, which uh, we'll talk about here in a second. So let's talk about that game with the Sharks. Um, Obviously, big Western Conference conference rival, arguably the next best team besides the Blackhawks in the West, and uh, the Wild came to play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We pulled out a win against a tough Sharks team. I like, frankly, and I know we we've got some listeners who are Sharks fans. I've I've watched their last two games, and they just even though they beat the Jets, they've looked a little flat. So. 
I'd be. I'm starting to trend downward on the Sharks right now. I hate to say it, but um, they've got the experience, so you know it might be a different story when it comes to playoff time. That, that's true. Beware of uh, beware of Shane now coming to viciously attack you with yes. those comments. So, but Great. but bring him. We're we're excited to hopefully have him on the podcast soon to defend his team. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if that happens. I I agree with you though. Um, the Sharks didn't look overly aggressive. Are offensively minded. Um, Burns didn't even have that great of a game, but I, I more credit that to to our team um, and not necessarily his play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, week in week out, he's playing against a, a Kings team that didn't have quick for the first fifty yeah. games. He's playing against Arizona. They're playing against the Ducks. Um, they're playing against Vancouver. So maybe it's a product of that and I know that I'm going to get bitten by Shane for saying that because obviously they're playing every team but um, and they're road games too so a little bit harder to get up for true true very true but overall I I, I liked the Wilds play um, and uh, liked uh, what they had what they had to offer Um, because that game went went so well and uh, you know we um, we won. I, I don't really want to focus on that as much, but I want to go to this game against the Blues. So, yeah. Um, Blues now obviously coached by Mike Yo, um, who was our coach of yesteryear. <laughs> did you see? Did they boo him? Yeah, they did. Did they really? Yeah, oh they, my! Uh, it wasn't like the whole the whole stadium or the whole crowd. Okay, but he definitely got booed. Um, you know, I get... Okay, I'm, can I go on the soapbox here for a second? Please. It's okay. All I'm stepping this, down. This drives me insane with fans, okay? Mike Yo, classy guy, gets let go from a position. Then he comes back from another team and gets booed, okay? Like, that's being, like, fired from a job, and then, like, you still bank there, and then they boo you when you come back. Like, <laughs> my goodness, leave the guy alone. My second point is, if you saw the, did you see the tribute video that the Montreal Canadiens did for Subban? Oh yeah, and he just had tears, tears down his face. down his face. To me, that's a, and I don't mean to rip on all Wild fans because that's it. We're, I don't want to get into you know generalization here, but it drives me nuts um, how if that's true, if if we did have the the booing uh, of Yo. To see the stark difference of how we, um, or how the Montreal Canadiens fans treated Subban, and I mean, they do a tribute video for the guy. He plays for the opposite team, and they have a tribute video. I, to me, I just think that's like class act by Montreal and and the fans. It was roaring, and to me, I I love that. Whoop! Phone is blowing up. It's Robin. Maybe uh, maybe she's got some lasagna for us. Oh, I bet. That'd be great. Yeah, we did miss our pre-recording meal, so I apologize to, to Robin for kind of jumping the gun. Excited to taste that seven-layer seven layer lasagna. But I, yeah. I love your point. I'm, I'm not sure if you have more points to add on in the soapbox, but to just jump on um, and, and say uh, what Montreal did was fantastic mm-hmm. and I totally get your point about wild fans booing yo after he was one that got fired Robin oh man <laughs> she's she needs to talk <laughs> hopefully it wasn't anything urgent so probably the lasagna is ready so uh, hopefully she had all the ingredients <laughs> I'm looking yeah. forward to it but just to get back to the point on on Mike yo um, he spent a lot of time with the organization 
he, he came in and kind of cleaned it up, really helped to build a nitty-gritty defensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he had his ups and downs. He wasn't a perfect coach, but I haven't met really a perfect coach. I haven't met any NHL coaches personally, but um, I, I don't know if it was a perfect NHL coach. And, yeah, we, we should show him a little bit of, of respect and dignity. Um, and I, I totally get that people don't like him because maybe they didn't he didn't make the best choices, but that doesn't mean you're belittling him. You're calling out his kids. You're calling out his family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he did a lot for the team, and, and the, the team today is built on his shoulders. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, and see, that's a great point. Like, this team, like, we're all like, oh, we're all on board about Bruce, right? Bruce is, you know. As we should be. Yeah, he's doing great. But the thing is, is this team has been built from from Yo and from his efforts in building a lot of these prospects, like a Halla or a Nino Niederreiter or getting Granlin built up. And now Bruce is able to take them kind of the next step. So you kind of, for me, it frustrates me, this mentality of what, what have you done for me lately? mentality where fan bases have no loyalty or respect to former players coaches and um and people so i i don't know soapbox done is it done no it's not i could go on for an hour about this (laughs) is there any current sport is there any current nhl player um who used to play for the wild who came back that you feel like would deserve a tribute if he came back um gabrick Gabrick. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think we did a, a tribute for him when he came back. Yeah, and it's been a few years, but yeah, I know we did for um, for Backstrom when he came back mm-hmm. last year with Calgary, mm-hmm. um, and then Parisi put up a hat trick on him. Uh, maybe <laughs> it was, was just two really goals. But, uh, no, I think you're right. I think it was a hat trick. Yeah, I think we got him pulled. I think we had put up at least five on him. Yeah, we'll uh, sad, but that. it was it was a great tribute nonetheless. So, so <laughs> with that in context, the the Blues come back. Um, and in the media, it was kind of pitted um, against Yo, like, hey, is there any animosity there? Do you really want to beat the Wild? And, and duh, yeah, he wants to beat the Wild, not only because they fired him, but also because um, he's in a heated playoff race. You know, they're, they're vying for that eighth seed, maybe seventh seed, um, maybe just a playoff berth at all. And uh, they need every point that they can get, so... Um, his team came out and really played a flawless game, uh, executed perfectly, and um, the the Blues got it done. Maybe for Yozy. For Yozy. <laughs> I don't know I if, like if, that if people call him that. I mean, isn't that isn't that just like the classic hockey name, like Yozy? Uh, like Z onto anything? Yeah, add a Z or S Y. I mean, you'd uh, be like Goosey. Yeah. You know, I'd be Mavsy. And you know, you, Brucey. Brucey. Uh-huh. Yeah, Yozy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's just Parisi. No. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Zach, Zachy, Zachy. My uh, son's name is Zachy, so Zachary. But yeah, we call him. We call him Zachy. He's yeah. gonna marry my daughter one day. You heard it here on the podcast first. Yeah. Um. So the other the other funny thing in in this game though too was uh you know ten seconds left. Uh, Koivu is is kind of mm-hmm. spinning the puck around, wants to dump it in the zone, maybe to get a last second shot. The Blues at this point in time are up two to nothing. 10 seconds left in the game and uh, their their goalie had a had a shutout the previous game and is 10 seconds away from shutout number two um, and Koivu dumps the puck in it takes a funky bounce and like pops right above the guy's glove yeah. shutout over yeah that stinks for Allen he played solid all game wild outshot the blues the blues did this 
this just like boring hockey of trapping um, trapping the wild and you're not going to win a lot of playoff games that way in my opinion uh, when it comes to playoffs especially against this wild team so like this might be a loss but when you look at the shots and just the wild's effort I feel like the majority of these games especially when we get to playoffs we're going to be pulling these games out I mean it took some beautiful goals um, from the uh, from the Blues to win that game. Yeah, the Tarasenko goal was pretty was the, sick. The Perron goal um, from Steen, pretty passes as well. Um, I I agree with you. I I feel like the the Wild didn't necessarily get dominated on the ice. Like they yeah. they played a pretty good game, put up some good shots, and Allen had a game. Um, the the Wild weren't able to convert on the power play, um, unfortunately. Um, they were again flawless on home ice on the penalty kill, uh, so there's there's some bright spots there. Um, but overall, um, you you just hope for better. You just hope for more scoring. Uh, you hope that we'd be a little bit better defensively. Um, you could kind of tell too that Boudreaux is still kind of tinkering with the lines. I mean. He, he broke up our scoring line. I mean, mm-hmm. there there were many times on the ice that Koivu wasn't with um, with Zucker and, and Granlund, and he was trying a bunch of different combinations, um, you know, some of which generated chances, some of which didn't, but it was interesting to see that he would even split that line up. I don't know if he just got sick of it or he didn't feel mm-hmm. like they played well against the Sharks, um, or was he just tinkering? I don't know. What are your thoughts yeah. there? I, it, Boudreaux, I feel like, is a really, uh, really good at game managing. You'll see him break up lines when things aren't working and, and clicking. So you'll see just the adjustments in-game, which I, I feel like some coaches, maybe even uh, Yo was that way, where he was a little trusting, the, overly trusting of the system rather than um, in-game adjustments. And that's what you see with um, Boudreaux. Yeah. So... The Wild might have dropped one against St. Louis, but I think over the last two games, still positive in that the Wild beat the Sharks, which are a great Western Conference team, um, but they lost to the Blues. Um, so uh, some, some, some good things to note coming out of that, but also um, you know some things to work on. So this is episode six. We're, we're pretty deep uh, into the season. Uh, we, we're, we're gaining a good following on, on Twitter. You can follow us at uh, Min Wildfire. That's M-I-N-N uh, Wildfire on Twitter. Uh, tweet us a question or something. Maybe we'll throw you a free T-shirt. We're going to have a, a free T-shirt contest here coming up in the next couple of weeks. So maybe save your questions for that. But uh, uh, we are building a, uh, building a following, and we appreciate all of our listeners. With it being episode six, I wanted to take a second to uh, talk about number six on our team. And maybe we'll do this going forward as we get deeper and deeper into episodes. But uh, number six. Number 88. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have a number 88 yeah. currently on Talk our team. Talk about but, Kane, I guess. Um, but Rory Ginla, he's 88 yeah, now. Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, a nod. A nod to other greats. But uh, Marco Scandella, number six on the Minnesota Wild. Um, people say he's having a down year, and statistically he is. Um, why do you think that is? What's it going to take for Marco Scandella to, to get out of his funk? Um, you know, he's last year he um, he had five goals only, but he did have 16 assists for 21 points on the year. Um, this year he only has 10 points, three goals, seven assists. 
um, 53 games in. He's been injured a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but definitely not on the pace that he was last year and even the year before. He ended the season with 23 points, and he's at 10 today. Yeah. Um, what's what's different? It could be a number of factors that he's um, playing on the third line with uh, with Dumba, and um, you saw a couple of games ago where they had to get um, split up. Um, can't remember who they were playing. Oh, was it the Ducks or uh, I forget yeah. too, or the Lightning um, or? Oh no no no! It was uh, uh, versus the Blackhawks. So oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Taze's um, Taze's hat trick. So. I feel like it could be a combination of a couple different things. So, like I mentioned, um, being on the third line with Dumba, less pl- uh, ice time, and also he's he's starting to age. Frankly, and and some listeners are going to hate me for this. I I'm I'm cold on Marco. I'm ready to say uh, Marco Polo. Yeah, <laughs> and I definitely leave him unprotected for this um, this upcoming expansion draft, and. Um, Maybe um, use them as uh, trade bait as well um, come the off season. We'll see, though. What are your thoughts? Did did he peak the last two years? And is he on his downwards? I mean, he's getting older. Yeah. Like, he's not getting any younger. He's, um, well, let's see, how old is he? I mean, he he's 27. So he's... He's definitely not a younger player, and and his pace this year is is not great. Um, he he did lose a key family member, and I and I don't want to shed like negative on this, but he lost his father last year, so he's kind of playing inspired. Um, and I'm not sure if you know he's lost some of that luster then this year. I mean that's super third factor, and maybe it is just a a factor of he he got injured earlier this year, um, was out for an extended period of time, and hasn't really found his legs in being thrown around the third line, not having a consistent pairing on D. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you. If, if I'm unprotecting any D-man, it's him. And I'd even unprotect him over Dumba. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's how my pedigree lands. And I, I think those two are, like you said, our bottom pairing. I mean, I would protect Olafsson over over Scandella at this point in time because I think there's greater upside today mm-hmm. um, with, with, what he, with what he brings to the table. Um, but cool. Episode number six dedicated to Marco. Marco, go out, go out and have yourself a game uh, tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Prove us wrong. Uh, if you're listening, uh, go and go and show what you got. Um, He's a huge fan of this podcast. It's, well, he was. He was <laughs> until, <laughs> until today. This, yeah, until yeah. episode six. <laughs> uh, how are you dinner? Uh, sorry, man. Speak, speaking of um, owing dinner, mm-hmm. as is often the case on this podcast, yeah. I'm wrong. 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 Build a wall. <laughs> um, last podcast, you and I gotten a little. A little uh, fissy tizzy. What was this about? About Oracle. Uh huh. And you said the Oracle headquarters was in San- California, yeah. San Jose area. I don't think it's. I don't think it's in technically San Jose, but I was like, no, no, no. No, it's. It's in Minneapolis, and they do have a large office here, uh-huh. but the headquarters is in California. Yeah. We bet lunch. Uh, so where are we going? <laughs> where do you want to go for lunch? Well, I don't know. Well, maybe the state hockey tournament. You can buy me a, some nachos or something. Done. All right. What city was it actually in? Um, Clara or something like that. San I don't Francisco. think it's, yeah, it was one I wasn't familiar with, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Sunnyvale? Not Sunnyvale. Fun fact. Palo Alto. Um, I used to live in, right next to Sunnyvale in Palo Alto. Wow. So that's why my little brother is such a big San Jose Sharks fan, is we spent three years of our life in the Bay Area, specifically in, Bay Area. in Mountain View. Wow. So, uh, there you go. right there. Uh, we would regularly go to Sharks games together. Fun times. Good memories. Wrong. Um, let's turn our focus now. <laughs> to 
the end of this week. So not looking past Tampa Bay, and I hope our team doesn't, mm-hmm. um, but we have a big game on the horizon come Sunday. And uh, we travel down to Chicago. 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 Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And little Ace Ventura. Little Ace Ventura. Oh, I got that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when he's up on the totem pole yep. <laughs> and he just gets him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, yeah, that's funny. Clash of the Titans here. Cla- guano. <laughs> Bat guano. <laughs> Bat guano. <laughs> Uh, anyways, if you could see us now, we are replicating. Uh, Chicago, you're out. Get out of here. Uh, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, what a guy. We digress. Yeah, shout outs to him. I know he's listening. Yeah, he's a big fan of this. This is, a, pro- this is a professional yeah, podcast. Very professional. And uh, Wild, Wild, Wild versus too. Blackhawks on Sunday. The crappy thing about this game, you want to know what the crappiest thing is? What? Um, it got put on a national stadium, so it's going to be on NBC, not on NBC Sports, not on Fox Sports. No, it'll be on NBC, just NBC, the parent channel. It's perfect. And got moved from primetime to an 11.30 start in the morning. Wow. That's also daylight savings this coming Sunday. So the game on wild body time is 10.30 in the morning. 10.30 in the morning. Doesn't that, doesn't that just stink? It's brutal. That reeks. That reeks of Blackhawk. It's just I bad. think it was their idea because they're Eastern time. Uh, Chicago Central time. Chicago Central. Yeah. Is it really? It is. Oh wow. Yeah. Eastern time zone starts right about Michigan. No, no. It, um, you want to bet Welch on Indi- this? Indiana is Eastern. Well, that's like straight down from Michigan. Indiana is Gary. Indiana is pretty close to um, Chicago, right? Yeah, it's South like South Bend, yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. Central time? No, I think it's... I think This is another... Should we double back? <laughs> double or nothing? Indiana is 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 Eastern yeah. time zone. That's you you go straight down from the lake, it's Chicago. Then straight down Illinois. Just to the right or the east of Illinois is Indiana. Just uh-huh. north of Indiana yeah. is Michigan. So I think we're both right here. It's the Eastern time zone. So you're agreeing that Indiana is in the Eastern time zone? Yeah, that's what I was saying from the okay. beginning. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused on Chicago because Chicago is right on the border of Indiana and... Indiana. Yeah, it is on the very eastern okay. side of Illinois. Okay. Another okay. fun fact, I used to live in Illinois growing up. Wow. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, I went to... Well, actually, I did know that. But yeah. Yeah. And actually, fun fact, that was one of your favorite NHL teams no, um, growing up. <laughs> it was... Growing up, it was the first NHL team I rooted for, but I have since... What repent- was your first jersey ever worn <laughs> as a child? John Stockton. Hockey. <laughs> My parents for Christmas bought me a custom. Wait, no, I just answer the question. It was a custom. I don't want background story. What what jersey? A custom you? Chicago Blackhawks jersey with my name on the back. This can be edited out later. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I had that capability tonight, but uh, I've repented. It's the Wild okay. are my that's, team. That's the huge point is that you can always come back. Like, like right now... We live here in Minneapolis, and my son, at times, he'll slip up and say, go Gophers, which is terrible. It's awful. It makes me want to throw up. And eventually, with proper training, proper teaching, he's going to learn to hate the Gophers. So it's okay. You know, the Gophers are doing great this this so year. So what's the point? What were you talking about? Whoa, I'm not going to let you just slide across. <laughs> go Gophers. That's my team. You heard it here first. Natty Champs. 2017. <laughs> All right. 
So, uh, your question, sir. The Blackhawks. What are the what are the keys to the game? This is a, this is a massive game. The, the context here is if we lose on Sunday to the Blackhawks, there'll be three losses in a row regular season. We can't have that happen. I I'm it, I hate to say this. It, I don't care if they lose. I don't care. Not, in, in, not context, in, standings, in context like, of if you beat them in the playoffs, it makes yes, up for it. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Just I mean, but the thing is, is the Wild don't. They're not. They're not there in the playoffs. So, like, battle-tested in the playoffs like the Blackhawks are. So, like, you can't really drop the regular season games and then expect to play with confidence going into um, into the playoffs. Correct. So, so, what were your three points? Sorry. So, yeah, getting back to the main question here, what are the three things that the Wild need to do in order to beat the Blackhawks? So, I, I've come up with, with three, and I'll, I'll just kind of tease them out here. Um you know, just you know, shooting from the hip here. The the first is the the wild in order to beat the Blackhawks really need to limit mistakes. And I know that's a very vague statement, but in my mind, what that means is turnover. Turnover. I mean, in, in basketball, it's kind of cool. They have a stat that's turnover to assist ratio. I don't, I'm not sure if they have anything like that in hockey from an advanced stat standpoint. But the the wild need to limit their turnovers, and I think it starts at the blue line. Our blue liners, you know, starting with um, Ryan Suter, needs to lead this team effectively in, in the transition game and not give up any transition turnovers back to power lines of Kane and Taze. Gotta lock them down. But turnovers, so starting with Suter on the blue line and working down all three lines, Scandella, Dumba, whoever's playing, Prosser or Olafson, needs to be solid and they and our transition game starts with them that's how we effectively set up our offensive game we have to do that and have to execute against the blackhawks next is lockdown d we have to absolutely have to lock down kane and taves um the last time we played the blackhawks taves burned us five points three goals the pride of the fighting c uh just blew up the wild wow. and uh just that was entertaining. <laughs> you like that? At least, yeah. Still had my Ace Ventura uh, little uh, filter on there. Um, and then for us, my last point. We is, don't need soundboards, do we? <laughs> no, I am. I am my own soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My last point is we got to get scoring from from all lines. So um, we need to put our top line back together. We got to get Quivu, Granlin, and. Um, and Zucker on the line, we got to be firing. Uh, but we also need to see production from Halla. We got to see production from Parisi, from Stahl. And we need to see our new guys step up physically as well. Um, and if we do that, we have a chance. If we're executing um, at, the, at the top of all those three points, then I think uh, we have a chance to beat the Blackhawks in Chicago. All right, Goose, you, you're the all coach. Right. You're the new coach of the Minnesota Wild. What are our three, what are our three keys of the game? Well, first, I, I change my uniforms. To the North Stars. Do you hate Christmas? <laughs> I love Christmas. Uh, three three points. The first point, be physical. Uh, Blackhawks, although they have some physicality and they have some bruisers, overall they're more of a finesse team, I'd say, arguably. So be physical. Use your big guys and uh, don't, don't hesitate to, um, you know, try to take these and wear these guys down. Second point, don't get in a track meet with these guys. Um, like I mentioned, they're they're super skilled, like high end skill. I mean, when you look at the Blackhawks, they're they're smaller, they're quicker, they're they just they're playmakers. Um, if you're planning on skating up and down the ice with them, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge. Like we're 
our team I don't really feel like is necessarily built that way. We're a little bit more of a bruising team, a grittier team. So don't get in the track meet with, with the Blackhawks. Third point is, uh, you know, don't make this game more than it is. It is obviously it's important. You want to um, keep pace in the in the division. You also want to. We're playing for the playoffs now. Now, like these wins are are building our 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 experience for for the playoffs. Yep. So they're key. We're gonna have to go through Chicago most likely, or they're gonna have to come through us to to make the play or to. Um, move forward in the playoffs so don't make this game more than it is and um you don't need to uh, make major changes we've got a solid team and we match up really well against them we just have to limit limit the mistakes like you mentioned and uh you know i just think thinking back to last game where taze put up five points a lot of some of those goals were just like ridiculous goals and then some of them were definitely um definitely um we could limit those goals where, you know, that that game could have had a different outcome. So those are my points. No, that's, that's great thoughts. So, all right, let's, uh, let's uh, put our money where our mouth is. Actually, I don't want to gamble anymore because you already raked me over a couple of times. Um, but let's talk about what needs to happen, or uh, what's our prediction for Wild vs. Blackhawks Sunday morning, 10.30, pre-daylight um, savings time, a.m., uh, brutal time, but... Uh, What's your prediction for Wild versus Blackhawks? I think it's 4-2 Wild. 4-2 Wild. 4-2 Wild. Do you have a big bet you want to throw in there, or you just want to stick to score this time? Um, let me think of a big big bet. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go with mine. Uh, I think, um, as you mentioned, we're getting closer to the playoffs. These goals are for the playoffs. Teams are tightening up, um, and they're they're holding on to, to all their points um, uh, and, and trying to get as much points as, as they can, is what I'm trying to say, not hold on to all their points. Um but I think that the Wild win two to one. I think it's a very, very close game, very defensive minded. Um, but I, I think that the Wild uh, win two to one. Um, my, my big bet is that we'll have at least one goal from our, our fourth line. Is that a big bet? <laughs> um, it's it, conservative. I like it though. It's realistic. So my big bet was that it? Yeah, it's okay. I got. Uh, wow, not as bold as you normally are. Normally I'm, you're way out there. Like <laughs> they're gonna score 14 goals. <laughs> yeah, I, get I'm, to the chopper. Well, now that I'm 0-5 and one against you, I, I just need to build some points. <laughs> We're getting into playoffs. Yeah, so I say the Wild win 4-2. Uh, I think you're gonna see Stall have three points. And this is, I'm going to go out there here. Panarin, the bread factory. Panarin. Panera. Cinnamon Crunch. Bagels. Delicious. Panera. That is my wife's favorite bagel from Panera. Is it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Holly. You have to take her Holly there. Holly Shop time. at twitter.com yeah or something? go to etsy at holly higgins shop okay yeah that'd be great uh you know throw some bows discount code minnesota wildfire get you <laughs> buy one get one <laughs> nice. so uh, you might yeah. want to tell your wife before people i'm run t- i'm texting her right now yes you you better because i know that people are gonna just go crazy over those bows ah uh, crap <laughs> uh. minnesota wild bows that's a golden ticket idea i'll, I'll have to let her know we do we do have minnesota, minnesota wild fabric Boom. Yeah. How about Minnesota wildfire bows? Like our like podcast themed? Yeah. Podcast themed? For 
Yeah, like Minnesota Wildfire. Not adult just version, or just for children. I mean, I think both are very okay. suitable options. Okay. Golden ticket idea. That's a good takeaway. So I think Panarin Bread Factory is going to have two points. Back to the main, my main point. Speaking of so points. style, three points. Panarin two points. Um, so I'll build on mine. I said a fourth line goal, but I also think um, I think Kane gets a goal. That's my other. That's my other piece. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm predicting just it. like way out there. <laughs> I'm predicting it. Um, nice. Well. Uh, we are very excited for this upcoming game, but also even more excited that uh, you're even listening to the 33rd minute of this podcast. So uh, if, if you are, if you hear the sound of our voice, shoot us a text because you probably live in the same house as us. <laughs> or related somehow. Uh, yeah, but uh, really appreciative of uh, the listeners, uh, the supports, and um, uh, want to, again, give you guys a <clears throat> uh, just very, very appreciative. So... Um, thanks again, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next episode. All right, I got a little Don't Stop Me Now. That is what the Wilds theme yeah. song is at this point in time in the, the, uh, in the, the season. Little, yeah, a little tribute here. So we leave this with you.